Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a guiding principle study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our book, Guiding Principles. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then the participation will be well worth the effort. We'll have the introductions and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to the Guiding Principles study of the Anonymous podcast. Tonight, we're going to be on episode 85, and we'll be starting on page 185 with the fifth question. Um, before we get started tonight, we're going to go around and do some introductions. Uh, Des, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everybody. I'm an name Des. Uh, my clean date is July 24th of 1995. I am uh, my home group. Well, my home group is We Choose to Live out of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, which is also where I live. And I attend and we're a fully virtual meeting. And I attend meetings uh, virtually around the world and in my uh, region of Wisconsin region. Glad to be here tonight. Thanks, Des. Good to see you. Hey, Ms. Donna. Hey, everybody. It's Donna P. out here in Eugene, Oregon. My clean date is 11-22-85. I attend meetings in Lane County area. And my home group, Solutions for Living, 6 p.m. on Sunday nights. Come see us sometime. Awesome. Good to see you again, too, Ms. Donna. How you doing, Duran? Hey, family. My name is Duran, and I'm an addict. My clean date is March 13, 2020. Um, my home group is the Cleaning Free Group of Narcotics Anonymous. We meet uh, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. at Trinity Presbyterian Church in Ashtabula, Ohio. I attend uh, meetings in the Buckeye region in Ohio. Have a good night, everyone. Well, good to see you, Duran. Hey, Phil. My name's uh, Phil M. My clean date is 4-19-1995. Uh, my home group is Men in Recovery in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I attend meetings in the Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania. Awesome. Thanks, Phil. It's great to see you again. Uh, my name is Will. I'm an addict. My clean date is February 27th of 2013. My um, home group is the Sunday Serenity Group in Ashtabula, Ohio. Attend meetings uh, in the Buckeye region in Ohio. And uh, that is all. So tonight we are getting started on page 185. We're carrying on with the questions for members. Uh, we left off on question five last week. Phil's going to get us started tonight. Phil, could you read the tradition for us and then get us started on question five? Yeah. Yes. Uh, tradition 10. Narcotics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the NA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Number five. When does controversy within the fellowship start to feel like public controversy. What do I do when disagreements with NA feel intense or unsolvable? Um, how do I avoid judgment and isolation? 
you know, for me, um, uh, there there can be uh, uh, controversy uh, in our fellowship, and uh, most of the time, like what I have learned when it's when it's like public controversy, it is the outside issues and things that's that's coming into the fellowship, and um, um, and they 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 are there are outside things. Um, in our fellowship and uh, things that can be very heated. And there's a, a difference between between our, our members uh, with, with controversy, but this is talking about public controversy and most of it is, is outside uh, issues. There's a difference between our, our members recovering, being new newcomers and learning our program, learning spiritual principles, learning steps and um uh, that kind of um controversy is just part of our fellowship and sometimes it's 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 bad to saying saying things you know okay uh, guys uh knock it off uh principles before personalities and addressing things uh through through uh the literature of um narcotics anonymous and um uh public things um do um come into our fellowship because uh, our fellowship got people in it. Um, uh, what do I do when disagreements with NA feel intense and unsolvable? Um, a lot of that will depend on the situation. You know, uh, if it's people that I know, people that I'm close to, people in my sponsorship family and and things like that I, you know i i might be able to inject myself and say hey guys uh knock it off uh, this and that and can we pray but uh there may be a situation where i don't know anybody you know all like that and uh i don't want to uh add uh more uh uh insult to to injury so, so it all depends on the, the the situation when things can be intense or or, or, or unsolvable. Um, uh, I've been in different uh, situations and in, in meetings. Okay, you know we need to call the police. You know, go to a, uh, a power greater than than us. You know, and um, um, those kind of things. I guess there's there's so many. Uh, um, uh situations or let's pray you know let's surrender prayer you know just do do what what uh we can to uh get the focus and and get that atmosphere of recovery uh back in there and um how do i avoid judgment and uh isolation um it would probably have for me. It would have to be something that would be very bad. And um, um, with with recovery, and um, in my stage of recovery, and where am I in recovery? Of um, uh, harsh judgment. I'm not going to say um, um, there won't be some. There could be some kind of judgment there, or or I, I always say this. I'm not judging. I'm just saying um, some kind of. Um, um, 
whatever there. Uh, well, it says, do I avoid? Yeah, I need to avoid uh, judgment. I don't need to be judging uh, uh, anybody here. And who am I to, to think I got it all, all like that? Or I, I haven't been in those situations of, of um, controversy and things like that, and especially uh, new in recovery. And then uh, isolation. We shouldn't be doing that uh, either in the program. And everything that I see in um, in our program of Narcos Anonymous, it says isolation and things is just is bad for us to do. We, we just shouldn't be doing that uh, anyway. So I shouldn't be judging and I shouldn't be isolating. And that's all I got. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Phil. Put your hand up, Des. It is, but I thought you were going to go first. I can. <laughs> hey, so thanks, Phil. That was great. Um, I, I just wanted to talk about, uh, I don't know, I think for me, and I'm, and this is just for me, I'm super, I'm a super sensitive person. So this first question, what is controversy within the fellowship start to feel like public controversy? And I, I just feel like I don't like controversy. I, and, and I take it, sometimes it really, um, just really makes me sad. And sometimes I ask tough questions, but I don't do it in a way that is like to harm people, you know? But I feel like sometimes some of that controversy that comes in, like so-and-so is doing it this way, or this place is having more success than we are, or that kind of stuff. And that always makes me feel really uncomfortable because I've been successful here. I, you know, I, I've been able to come in and, and uh, have a life because of NA and, and just remembering like when I came here, I had nothing, like not even family members were talking to me. And, um, and that's all changed today because of this program. And so I, I always feel uh, real, real weird about anything that's comparison, com comparing something to NA or um, anything that just makes people uncomfortable, you know? Um, yeah, that sort of thing. And then, then the other thing, um, I don't know that things, you know, I, I agree. I don't know that things are unsolvable within NA. I learned that here, that we can work through anything and solve anything um, just by taking a step back, working together, to airing our business in a gentle, kind way with one another. And before I got clean, I thought nothing was solvable. Everything was a shit show. Nothing was ever good. Nothing was ever fun. There was no joy. And And what I learned here is that we can solve stuff like, I, I've seen members, you know, get in, in intense fights and then on the break, they're hugging each other, you know, and I think that speaks volumes for what we do here. And, and I'm really grateful for that. And then as far as avoiding judgment and isolation, it's so weird because I am like a chronic isolator. I love being on my own, man. I, I don't want to be around people. I don't want to be around places. So for me, it's like, why would I want to avoid that? But But I do. I need to, and I need to be a part of, and I know when I first got clean, I was told if I'm not a part of, I'm apart from, and I don't want to be away from the fellowship that saved my life. So I really have to um, work on, uh, first of all, not judging myself because I judge myself super harshly, which causes me to not want to be involved with people, which causes me to remove myself from certain things. And, um, and I have to remember that, you know, how do I avoid isolation? By coming to meetings, by being involved, by talking to people, you know, by doing service work is a great way to avoid isolation. I can't, 
I can't isolate and do service work at the same time because service work isn't done alone. It's done in a group and that's how I get connected. So that's all I have to share. Thanks. Good stuff. Thanks, Des. Yeah, um, well addict. So when does controversy within the fellowship start to feel like public controversy? I have a couple. Um, I think first when, when public issues become discussions in the rooms. Um, I know like uh, when COVID struck, like a public controversy became a controversy inside the rooms. I mean, it was something we talked about and worked through. It wasn't like a negative controversy, but it was, there was a lot of meetings, you know, are we going to continue to meet? Um, a building we've talked about on here a couple of times uh, locally here um, decided like halfway through, like, fuck it, we're, we're having meetings. And if they come kick our door and kick us out, they will, we, you know, do the best to social distance and stuff like that. Um, but there was a lot and like where I work, it was really intense, like counting customers, uh, people showing up every day, making sure we're doing stuff. And, you know, I was on 100% for meetings, but I was actually on the opposite side, like, dude, we can't do this. Like, if they find out, it's going to make us look real bad if they blast us because we're doing something against the rules. But at the same time, like, it, it, I don't know, enough people were aboard that it seemed like a need. But that's one. Um, this last go around with the uh, car report and things like that, there's a lot of, there was a lot of discussion about changing some of the wording in the literature, um, which is also a lot of the same stuff I see on the news. So anytime I see something like at home and in the meetings at the same time, um, I get a little leery about talking about it because I don't know if it means I'm jumping on the, you know, if by proxy I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on something outside the room. So I kind of just sat back and listened to that one a lot. Um, really don't have a dog in that fight. I don't, that's another thing too. I'll get really worked up about an opinion or a situation that I really just don't care. Like if you just didn't ask me and did it, I probably wouldn't even notice. But like now that we're talking about it, like I start to have an opinion. Um, what else did I have? Or when I see discussions leave the meetings and end up on social media. Like so and so, that group's a bunch of assholes. That I'll I don't even comment on social media, but I'll call them. I'll call them right up. Like if you're talking about somebody, put somebody's name on it because you're not talking about Narcotics Anonymous. You're talking about an individual. You're talking about a situation. You know, and we don't. You know, we we make up our fellowship, but at the same time, like we don't represent our fellowship. So, you know, if if it's being called into, it happens a lot. They have like uh you know like those groups on Facebook where it's like so like here we have like Ohio Recovery Network or. I used to be like county and they'll just get on there and it'll be all fella, everybody talking about everything. And it'll be, you know, don't go here. This is like this, or I went here and they did this, or, you know, and it just, it, it turns into a public debate. Um, what do I do when disagreements with NA feel intense or unsolvable? Um, I try to reflect on how the newcomers view and stuff. Um, I, I really believe that once we get here and we get clean and we stay here for a while, like out of boredom, we will create problems for ourselves. Um, and I forget what that desperation was like to just come in and try and get a day clean and come into a room here where we're talking about like the verbiage in the literature. Like, you know, like, do, are we really carrying the message where we need to carry it? Um, and so I invite those people, like, especially to like home group, uh, group conscience meetings and things like that. Like, make sure the newcomers there to get their perspective. Um, and I remember I can't leave. That, that's like always like forefront in my mind. Like, you can't, like, you're, you have to get along with these people. Like, uh, you, you have to stay here. You're not leaving. So we're gonna have to find a way to work this out. And remember that, like, I can't, I don't get to storm out and say, fuck this place and leave because, well, I, I believe I'll die. So I don't do that. Um, and lastly, how do I avoid judgment and isolation? 
I have enough experience here to say like, let's take a clear one. Speaker tapes used to bug the shit out of me. I was like, why are you so ego driven that you need to put your name on a tape or put yourself on YouTube or things like that? And then a couple of years down the road, I couldn't make meetings. And all of a sudden I'm searching for speaker tapes and I'm searching for YouTube speakers, speakers on YouTube um, until I found this. Um, all right. I, every time I judge somebody, I find myself ending up needing that, that later on down the road. And I go, oh, so now I just go, I wonder what the situation was that they felt like they needed to do this because more than likely I'm going to find myself in a situation one day where I'm desperate enough to go, hey, this is, oh, this makes sense now. This, this makes a lot of sense to me. You know, so I guess I try not to just judge off the off the cuff. Um, in isolation, I'm the opposite of Des. I love people. I do not like the only time I've ever found myself alone is at the very end of my my road. Um, and I start to notice very quickly uh, when I am getting away from the people that love me or the people I talk to every day. It's a very uncomfortable feeling. Um, so isolation is one of the very key things that keeps me from moving forward in a certain direction. But that's all I have to share for now. Uh, I see Donna has her hand up. Hey there. <clears throat> um, for a long time now, I've been really uncomfortable with the direction of world service. It's not a secret. My friends know, my fellowship knows. Um, and what that felt like to me was really dangerous. And it felt like um, like if I didn't agree with that, or if I didn't go the way it was going, or if I wasn't intensely involved in all of that, um, that I was somehow abandoning my fellowship and, and abandoning my program. And, uh, and that was really hard for me. Uh, my opinion hasn't changed. Um, what I do know today is that those people that I disagree with love Narcotics Anonymous as much as I do. That's one thing. Um, the other thing is um, I got back to the primary purpose, you know, uh, I'm making sure that I have a home group that I show up to, that I make sure there's newcomers in that room, that they know they're welcome. We get a book in their hands, you know, and believing that whatever kind of peril that I personally think we might be in, that as long as there's a meeting, where we're using the literature and we're fulfilling our primary purpose. And when that newcomer walks in the door, there's somebody there to greet them that we're going to be okay. And, um, and uh, so that's what I've done is um, a, my judgment was driving me into isolation because many of my very close friends are, are feel, you know, 180 degrees, the opposite of the way I feel and have opinions about it. And it can get pretty heated because I don't think I'm wrong, but they don't think they're wrong either, right? And uh, and we just keep coming back to the love of Narcotics Anonymous, you know? And, uh, um, you know, I've said it on here before, I may not like you, but if somebody needs something, if a newcomer needs something, somebody needs to get to a meeting, we need to sit down and work with somebody, we need to get something done for our home group, whatever, we can do it, right? Because we have spiritual principles that we can, we can, use to um to get to the other side for now you know one of the things i guess um i've learned over the years is that you can sometimes put problems down because they'll eventually come back up and we'll get to address them again 
right? It's like, okay, we're not going to solve this right now. And I can put it away for right now, you know, because it's going to come back up and maybe we'll have a better answer when it does, right? I mean, who would have known 10 years ago that we'd be doing Narcotics Anonymous the way we are now, right? Book studies online and, you know, meetings and, you know, this worldwide fellowship has become very different than it was a very short time ago, right? So um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that. Thanks. That's awesome, Donna. Great point. I think that a lot just in the short time I've been. You're on mute. Oh, with I'm muted. Sorry. Thank you, Donna. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. I uh, just in the short time I've been here, there's been a ton of change. I can't imagine how much you guys have seen, uh, you know, coming through for the years. Uh, but uh, that's no other comments on on question five. We have Duran taking us off on question six. Technology don't want to work sometimes. Uh, question six, do I use my NA membership to gain credibility or authority in debates on outside issues? Uh, how can I avoid entangling the NA name and controversy, especially in my use of social media? So uh, I don't really feel that I use my uh, membership of Narcotics Anonymous to gain any kind of credibility or authority. I try to like I'm that type of person that like, I try to not diss on like what people are doing. I, 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 I'm like an easy, I try to be as like open-minded as I can be, especially when it comes to like people working in treatment centers and like wanting to talk about like their job and like what's going on at their job in recovery and how, you know, they do recovery 24 seven. And I'm just, I kinda, I kinda, <laughs> I kinda keep that to myself. Cause I'm like, man, that borders a, a, a I personally, I remember when I tried to get clean a long time ago and I was still had old behaviors, like be, living in a lifestyle. And um, I wanted to work in a treatment facility. And I just remember, like, I thought that that was going to be my whole recovery. Like, I'd never tried the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous or anything like that. And I was just like so against it. And now being a member of Narcotics Anonymous and working the 12 steps of Narcotics Anonymous, like, I'm seeing a different side of, of recovery that I never privy myself to because of my closed-mindedness. So I really just allow people to be who they are and where they at because like in a previous question, you know, how do I avoid judgment and isolation? Like I, just, I try not to judge. Everyone gets a turn. We have, I've realized that I'm a human being and like, we're all going to like make mistakes. Like, it's rampant around here. I mean, and, and that's what that's what humans do, man. We make mistakes, man, and, and we're quick to judge instead of helping the next the next person. Um, and um, social media, I I really I don't really post anything. I see people all the time. Like I'll scroll my feed, and I'll be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, keep that somewhere else. But I'm not a big social media person. Like I I I'm I'm pretty private with with my life, man. If if you know about my life is because you're in my life, not, not nothing more, nothing less. Like, I'm not saying I'm completely old school because I do have social media. You know, I might post pictures every now and again or something like that, or, or an inspirational quote, but I'm just, I'm a to the vest person. Like, and, and they has awarded me that because I don't have to seek that outside attention anymore. And that's what it really boils down to is that like, I, I don't, I don't seek approval from, from the outside world. I I'm, 
I'm in a member of Narcotics Anonymous and, and you guys have helped me through everything that the outside world never could because you guys understand me. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Jerron. I'm the only one with my hand up. I'll go next. Oh, so this is a fun one. Do I, I try not to, I don't think so. Sometimes, definitely. Um, I'll start first. Uh, one thing I do know I avoid because I I did this to myself coming up. Um, even somebody with the amount of telling time that I have, if they said something like, hey, this is wrong and this is why we shouldn't do this. Um, when I had like a year clean, I just listened to you. Um, and it wasn't because you were flexing your anything. It's just because I looked up to you. And I looked up to you in a sense that I'm like, you've been here that long, you must know. Um, so I don't do it on purpose when I do. And I usually, uh, I have there's an addict I'm going to attest to this. A lot of addicts around here get upset with me. They come to me with questions and I show them where to go read it in the literature. I say, Liz, you can talk, you can find that right here, 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 you know, to form your own opinion on because it is dangerous, I think. And I don't think you get to hide behind. Well, I didn't tell them that was, you know, man, if you've been here for some time, you have a bit of responsibility to, to let people know like that's an opinion. Um, and hey, you should find this here. The other one. Well, what's an example? So my wife's friend just came back into town. She's been out of town a long time. Um, found out I was a member of Narcotics Anonymous and said, oh, could you ask him when we can go to a meeting or where I could find a meeting? Followed up directly by, and then we could go get some drinks afterwards. And so now I I, I have experience and maybe she doesn't understand what NA is. It sounds like it. But yeah, or like when uh, uh, subs, things like that, like uh, when people uh, come in and then like uh, I'm, I'm at different things with uh, different organizations and they're, you know, that's what they do is they, they prescribe those kind of things to people and then they go, it's the leading way to do this. And I, you know, I do get an opinion and I do get to, you know, I, uh, my experience is you don't have to do that, you know, and then I, I don't argue with people too much about it because I know there's no win in that one. Um, but at the same time, like, uh, yeah, my experience in Narcotics Anonymous tells me I, I don't have to go that route. I can just get clean. Um, so, yeah, when people are like, well, this is the only way you should do this. I'm like, no, the fuck you should not. But <laughs> it is an option. I'm telling you, there are other options. And I, and I have experience watching a lot of people fail at that option, um, you know. Um, so I don't know if that's that's getting in public controversy uh, and using my clean time as a, a thing to validate it. Um, like I said, I try not to ever make anybody feel bad about what they're doing or thing, but like I do make sure people know there's another option. Um, I'll and let me real quick, I'll shut up. So yeah, there is a gentleman like I, I sponsored, um, not important, but it was here for amphetamines and alcohol, and went to a local thing and they put him on Suboxone and something else, and it just blew my fucking mind. And I did, I called up there like, what are you fucking doing? Like, he's not even there for opiates. Like, why are you introducing him to opiates? And like, well, this is just you know how. I mean, they're just doing what they're told. It's a job. Like, but I'm like, well, this is and like, that's where, yeah, I can get into a public argument um, based on my experience of, hey, you don't fucking do that. You know, um, so I don't know. I try not to, but it's happened. That's all I have. Thanks. Hi, Phil. Wow. Uh, good stuff. Uh... Yeah, you know, you know, for for me, uh, um, do I use uh, 
uh, in a membership to gain any credible or authority uh, issues. Uh, no, um, I, I don't. I don't like to debate. I don't like to. I really don't like to be in controversy. And I and I'm I'm a kind of person. I do, I do not like uh, going back and forth with with anybody. You know, just even in the world. I don't. I don't like um, uh, doing that. And um, I just don't think I'm uh, anymore. I'm I'm all. I'm, I'm a big deal. I don't think I'm all that important to um, to um, do those kind of things. And then um, how can I avoid entangling the NA name in controversy? And then it's, and it goes on to say, especially in my use of social media. I'm not a big social media person either. And um, there's just different things in life. Uh, I don't need to have my picture and 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 name and things blasted all all over the the country with stuff. I I, I just don't, and uh, I I need to be mindful and respectful of uh, our other members too uh, uh, with those types of things because um, um, things can bring harm to our our members, you know, and 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 I need to be mindful of that and even innocent things uh can be so uh harmful to uh to our members and then um and then tying our 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 our, our members names to our, our our fellowship and program and things like that that's just not a cool thing uh to do to do uh for me and that's all i got awesome stuff thanks phil Nobody else has any questions or comments. We have Des up next with question seven. All right. Uh, question seven says, how does this tradition help me understand anonymity? And how does anonymity help me understand this tradition? And how do I practice anonymity in terms of this tradition? So, um, Well, I, I guess, you know, an, anonymity is having no name, having no face, you know, no identity. And um, without having an opinion on outside, what's going on outside of NA, that's like having anonymity, I guess. I, I, I'm not a person who like always thinks about, I don't put a lot of deep thought into outside issues because I, I know that sounds really weird. Maybe it sounds kind of lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not like, I was just having a conversation with somebody today who's like highly uh, biased in their political beliefs, right? And they're an NA member. And they were like, this world and blah, 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 blah. And I was at this person's house and I thought, saw this on their wall and it's really hard for me to respect them. And I said, eh, who cares? We're all addicts. You know, I was like, big deal. You know, we all, we all got affected. Isn't it great? isn't it great that we all got affected by the disease of addiction, even people who don't believe what you believe and how great that we found a solution together. And, um, and I, I don't know what I would do. I, I remember having a woman that I sponsored and she was real passionate about a belief that I didn't buy into like early in recovery. And I was like, and, and in my mind, I was like, what am I going to do? And I don't have to do anything doesn't matter. I don't have to worry about that. You know, that's anonymity to me is not having to do anything. And maybe it sounds lazy, but I don't have to have an opinion. I don't have to form an opinion. I don't have to share my opinion. 
I, I don't have to um, push my agenda. And I think for me, the hardest thing in, in um, about this tradition is when people are ignoring this tradition and they are pushing agendas, you know, um, <clears throat> that's like really tough for me. Uh, for example, I, we have our region meets six times a year. Two times we meet fully virtual, two times we meet, or four times we meet hybrid. And um, this last time was a fully virtual meeting and I got to chair it or co-facilitate it because both of our co-facilitators were not available. And I realized that by practicing anonymity and not having to have opinions about everything as a co-facilitator, guess what? We were done by 2.30 instead of going another whole day of region. We were done in six hours, man. And people were like, how did we finish so fast? And I was like, because uh, I didn't let you go on and on. <laughs> and we weren't like, you know, it was like, okay, do you have something different to share? Do you have something else to add to the conversation? Because I know in Narcotics Anonymous, like we find our voices. I found my voice here. I, I learned how to speak up. I didn't know how to do that before I got here. So sometimes I just like to talk and, and other people too, they find their voice, but then letting them know, we hear you, we accept you. And if you have something new to add, we want to hear from you. But if you just want to say the same old stuff, you know, take a break, take a lap, take a breather. Sorry, you didn't get your hand up in time, you know, whatever. And, um, and nobody was mad about it. They were all like, wow, that was really cool because uh, sometimes, and, I, and I'm not um, saying that they're doing anything incorrectly, but I think everybody's so sensitive about hurting people's feelings. And what if I don't allow them to say their piece or what if they're not allowed to talk? And, um, but at the same time, why do we have to keep saying the same thing over and over again? If the sky's blue, guess what? If I say it's blue and, and Donna says it's blue and Duran says it's blue and Phil says it's blue and Will says it's green, the sky's still going to be blue, but we're going to hear Will say that it's green, right? And, uh, and, and we don't have to believe him, but we don't all have to say, no, you're wrong. And I'm going to make you feel small about it, I guess. And, and I'm really grateful for uh, NA for teaching me, teaching me how to accept people where they're at and, and, uh, and uh, yeah, and, and teaching me about anonymity, that things don't have, they don't have to be explained. Sometimes things just happen. And, um, and I'm really grateful for that. And the other thing I wanted to share is um, I, I'm supposed to be taking a trip. Well, I am taking a trip. I'm leaving tomorrow morning. I was going to leave this morning, but um, we had a, a huge thing, a, a festival this weekend, and I was tired. And this is something that I've learned is that it's okay to be tired. It's okay to take care of yourself. And, and that's applying this, this tradition, in my opinion, you know, the anonymity of this tradition is that I know what I need to do for myself. And I don't have to get your permission to do that, you know, and I don't have to tell people what I'm doing all the time because I, I know, and when I apply the spiritual principles, I'm okay, you know, and I was talking to my sponsor and she said something just today. I was just talking to her and she said, um, oh, isn't it nice to just have life be okay? Isn't that great? Like life's just okay. And I think in service, isn't it nice to just have service be okay? We don't have to stir the shit pot. If, if things are working, isn't that great? That's fantastic. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. If, if it's working for us, that's what we need to do. So um, yeah. So I don't know if that helped you guys. It helped me. I'm so grateful to be here. And uh, you know, I hope everybody's doing great with anonymity and 
Tradition 10. That's all. Thanks, Des. Well, I'm sorry I'm talking so much tonight. This is, I know it's hitting home. I think because like I see so many people leave after a time and it's usually behind some bullshit excuse, uh, something to do in the rooms or an opinion on somebody or a situation. Um, and one of my, I always tell people like, how blessed are we to be so far from the, the desperation and needing to use that we can argue about this little shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the topic of discussion today. Um, so-and-so was in the newspaper. Oh, uh, so-and-so does. And, uh, so how does it help me understand an anonymity? Um, it, it lets me know, like, I can cause a lot more harm than not by, by bringing some shit with me into the rooms that don't belong there. Um, and how does anonymity help me understand this tradition is, one, I have to admit, no matter who you are, I believe Narcotics Anonymous is a place for you to get your help if you're an addict. Um, I believe you're in the right space. I believe I'm in the right space. I believe we both need to be here. Um, and I try to stick to just kind of the basics of the program when we're discussing stuff. Um, how do I practice anonymity in the terms of this tradition? Like I said, and Des kind of hit it on the head too, I think like, I don't care what side of an argument you're on. It's always just painful and laborious to be in the argument. Like it, it's just when you're trying to convince people and you just did, I, it's just so you can just see desperation in people and like, and then this is the way I feel and I need you to feel that way as well or, you know, like we can just fucking relax on that shit for an hour. Like just go to the meeting, talk on the topic. And like, just for that hour, like I don't have to deal with those arguments I deal with in public. I don't, I don't have to deal with those arguments I was dealing with in my home. Um, and I get, you know, as an addict, like, you know, through my inability to uh, accept personal responsibilities, I usually create my own problems. Like, why would I drag that shit into the one safe space I got? But, you know, I find I found myself doing it. I see people do it, man. But it just it's crazy, you know, because it, it's usually not the newcomer that, that gets upset with a, a public perception or someone's behavior and leaves. It's usually somebody with like two to five years clean. Like the, now that I'm well, let me point out how fucked up you are. Okay, I'm leaving. This is fucked. You guys, you guys are fucked up. You know, like, you know, like it's, it's OK. Glad you got the help you needed. Hope hope you don't fucking die you know, um, <laughs> come back, you know, so it just, uh, I mean, I just, it, it really, and after being here a while, you see it happen repeatedly, and you're like, man, I just, this is not going to go well for you, man, just, just, just sit down, and, you know, if, if you're really having that big of a, a problem with uh, not being able to give someone their anonymity, sit in the front row, you know, don't look at the people behind you, you know, just, 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 just get the rest of the room away from you, man, get out of every left row, get up front, that's all I got. I see Phil's got his hand up. What do you got, sir? Wow, that was good. Um, uh, I'll be real quick. I just wanted to dump something on, on top of that because uh, it does go back and forth with the um, the anonymity piece for the tradition and for the member. And it just goes back and forth with uh, all three of the questions there. And the uh, only thing that I, I could think of when, when I heard, heard uh, you talk, it was bringing, bringing harm to uh, our fellowship and uh, bringing harm to the, the members and uh, things just not being leveled out and in, in that spirit of uh, anonymity and, uh, and being mindful of, of the um, equalness to uh, all of us and the evenness to, uh, to uh, all of us here. And um, um, I, I don't know, it's, it's just harm to 
the member harm to the name of Narcotics Anonymous. And it doesn't need to be tangled and twisted up in uh, uh, a bunch of craziness. You know, I don't want tangled up in craziness and I don't want to bring harm and things uh, to the NA name either entangled up in, in craziness too. You know, I need to uh, be, be mindful and remember that, uh, that Narcotics Anonymous still has a reputation, you know, just like members want to have a reputation. So does that name you have a reputation too. That's all I have. Awesome, Bill, thank you. Uh, I don't see any other hands up, so if nobody else had any comments, I am up next with question eight. This is Will, BTW. Um, describe any bridges between this tradition and one or more of the 12 steps. What do these bridges teach me about my recovery? Um, so I have uh, step one, we admitted we were powerless over addiction, our lives have become unmanageable. Um, the way I've always viewed it is like I came to Narcotics Anonymous because it worked for people ahead of me. And so it's going to work for me. And I, as Phil likes to, to point out, this is not negotiable. Like I'm coming here to fit into something. So trying to bring something else into it that's not, not already here. Um, I need to practice that powerlessness piece and then recognize that my life had become unmanageable because, you know, I just, as I said a minute ago, like uh, not recognize my own personal responsibility. Like I tend to create my own problems. I gotcha. Um, also, step two, I came to believe the power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Narcotics, like I said, I um, the, the controversy and the issues followed me into the room, man. When I got here, they started to go away, man. I started to find a solution to not having to do that to myself. Uh, three, made a decision to turn our will our lives over. Um, again, I could, I could drop all that stuff at the door and come in here and get the help I needed, um, not bringing it in made a searching and fearless more inventory of ourselves, uh, you know, figuring out how I was causing those problems and why I was so attached to them, why I couldn't let go of certain things. Uh, you know, it was a, a big thing. And it's still today, like, like I said, like I, I, now things pop up. Like we just talked about, uh, Donna pointed out the last 10 years have changed a lot. Like, so there, there's new ones. You know, I was just on a world service conference where there was a lot of things that I'd never thought to bring up before um, and talk about before that were different. So. Um, then I jumped all the way from four to 10. We continue to take personal inventory. Like I said, every day I, I try to make sure I'm doing the right thing to make sure people are welcome in the rooms. Um, and then we're identifying as addicts uh, and then we're, we're carrying that message or at least the public perception as well as we can. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact, praying only for knowledge. Again, just, just trying to carry that on and, and keep going. Um, and having a spiritual awakening is all these steps. Like I said, through my inability to accept personal responsibilities, I actually create my own problems. Um, 12, like I, I can uh, start to recognize that. Um, like I said earlier, a lot of the time, you know, the funny thing is about this is half the time I'm right. Like I'm right. I'm right when I have my opinion. I'm really fucking right. Um, and it just, <laughs> you know, if you would just listen and I've gotten myself into so many problems that way, even when I'm right. You know, like sometimes just some some empathy or some or some some shut the fuck up is just you know needed. Like, why are you pushing this so hard right now? Like, what are you hoping to achieve right now? Like, I just want you to say you're right. You know, like I just I mean, I gotta let go of that, man. I really do. Um, and uh, I think that's all my tie-ins for the twelve steps. If anybody else has anything, Duran, I see your hand up. 
So it's so messed up because I did not want this question because I was like afraid of it. <laughs> I would just be honest. But okay, so I was saying, um, you know, describe any bridges between this tradition and one or more of the 12 steps. And I was thinking three, you know, I made a decision. I made a decision to come in here and just get the help, get what I needed and, and, and to continue to get, and then it evolved into like giving back and like, my opinion, man, sometimes gets out of control because I can get like super opinionated about shit, especially because I work 12 steps, man. And especially because I do service and especially because I do this and I do that. And then things just get all out of whack for me. So I have to consciously make a decision to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like it just, it just be like, God help me to not be such a jerk because I want to be a jerk. <laughs> like he was talking about that that two to five year span and we're just like we get you know i'm in that three i'm in that three years now and i'm like dude you guys need to to, to stop and just shut up and listen to me and what i'm saying because i know what i'm talking about i run shit don't you know who i am and that leads me into the, <laughs> the next step is step six my ego be out of control <laughs> so this tradition really is like helping me see that like i need to check my motives. I need to check me at the door and I need and and I need to allow myself to come in here and receive the message of Narcotics Anonymous as well. Not worry about what's going on on the outside, you know, and that, that's that's been like a beautiful thing for me is like having a place where I can come and get checked without getting checked. You know what I'm saying? The literature does it for me. Hearing somebody share their strength, hope and inspiration does it for me or just being in the spirit gets me there, you know. And, and that's a very beautiful thing to me. Um, and not making an amends, man, because like sometimes I can step on people's toes. Like one minute I'm in a meeting looking at you and mean mugging you. I may not be saying anything, but I may not like what you're saying. And I'm just looking at you real mean. That's why I get in the front of the room. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking to you with my eyes and you know what I'm saying. You need to shut up. <laughs> but, 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 but tell you the, the, the ego man, and this disease plays something rampant. And um, that's why we have these traditions and, 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 and the step work to help us out. And I, and I was so afraid of this question, but now it's making me think on a deeper level about how it's really happening to me in my life and how it's really helping me out in, in areas that I didn't really even realize. And um, that's what the second part is. What do these bridges teach me about my recovery? Is that I'm constantly growing. Like, I'm constantly seeing that some things are okay. Like, yeah, I might have an opinion on it, but sometimes I just need to shut up, sit back, and there may be something I need to learn in that situation. I don't always have to talk. I don't always have to be seen. I don't always have to be the center. I don't, I'm not. I'm just a member of Narcotics Anonymous. Like I said, I've been I've been talking about this a lot lately. Like there are things that I want in the real world, but I mean, out in, in, in society, but like when I come into the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous, I just want to be Deron the addict seeking recovery like everybody else. And that's really what this, this is boiling down to me is like, I can come in here and just be another recovering addict and I don't have to worry about what's going on out here with that I passed. Thank you, Duran. Great stuff. Nobody else has a hand up. I think we have Ms. Donna next on question nine. Question nine. <clears throat> what more can I do to put the principles of this tradition into action? 
<clears throat> how would applying this tradition change my attitude and actions? So the first thing I thought of when I read that was um, how we learn to work the traditions in our home group. And then we learn how to work the traditions in our area. And then, you know, in our service work. And then eventually we get that working the traditions in our personal life changes how, for me, changed how I dealt with the world, right? With my employer, with my, you know, just with my neighbors, you know, with my family, you know, my extended family. And, um, uh, you know, who couldn't use some humility, anonymity, simplicity, tolerance, unity, patience when it comes to dealing with like everything, right? And, um, and uh, you know, uh, on page 184 at the top, that like that whole first paragraph says, the wisdom to know the difference that comes from practicing this tradition in NA helps us in our work lives, our personal lives as well. We practice honesty, discretion, focus on the purpose at hand, are not diverted by side topics or invitations to arguments. You guys have seen that little thing. It's like, you do not have to attend every argument you are invited to, right? And man, that was huge to learn that. Huge to learn that I did not have to, even, even if it was an absolute direct invitation, I could say, no, I'm not doing this. That's not, I'm, why would I do this? I don't want to do this, right? And that doesn't make me weak and it doesn't make me, um, I used to think that if somebody expressed an opinion that I found really offensive, that I found racist or homophobic or mean-spirited, that if I didn't say something, it implied that I agreed with you, right? And what I have found out instead, as the more sure I am of my own values, the less I need to defend them, right? And if you are being a total shit, I can back out of the conversation and just let you be a shit all by yourself. Right, I do. It, it, that's gonna it's gonna show up, and I don't have to be a part of that, right? And um, and that is that for me has been absolutely enormous. Has changed my life enormously because it's real easy for me to jump right back in the middle of something because I'm very political. I'm very passionate. I'm hugely liberal, you know, and um, and so uh, you can imagine that there's, you know, times those kind of com things come up and just like to, in my life to go, you know, you don't have to defend yourself, Donna. You don't have to defend any of that, you know? And um, uh, let's see what else. Uh, the other thing it says down here, um, practicing this, this uh, traditions, uh, personally helps us choose our battles, focus our efforts and walk away from challenges with dignity, you know, and, uh, and uh, in the rooms, that is so important, par partly for my peace of mind and balance, partly because we're modeling to newcomers how to do that. I got into a pretty heated argument in a, in a, um, a, a business meeting a while back. And this person that I've known since she was a child, literally, um, did not like how she thought I was talking to her, like I was talking down to her or treating her like a child. And, and we got to have like that discussion, right? And then, and then it was done. And at the, you know, when the, it was all over, we gave each other hugs. I mean, we love each other, right? And somebody came up to us and said, watching you guys do that was so beautiful. 
right? You give me hope that we can have conflict, pretty serious conflict, and not dislike each other or change the structure of what we're doing, right? And I mean, you know, I mean, it still kind of affects our relationship a little bit, but you know, when people are trying to grow up and get away from the people they see as their authority figures, I mean, I've been a mom my whole life, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's part of my character. Um, so uh, what else did I want to say? Uh, you know, just that I think um, taking the spiritual principles and applying them to the rest of my life, I, 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 and you guys know this, People don't know what to do with people like us. They're not used to seeing people in the world who are walking around and like spiritual principles are the thing that you see, right? They they don't they don't know what to do with somebody who what they say is what they mean, right? And it takes time for people to trust that that is true, right? And to not get engaged in the conflict that comes up because people have a hard time with it. I have integrity today. What integrity means is I am the same all the way through. I'm the same in my home. I'm the same at my job. I'm the same at my meetings. I'm the same. I'm the same. And, you know, uh, uh, I come that waxes and wanes, but I am who I am. And I'm not putting on, I'm not putting on anything anymore. And I used to, I had to put on a different suit every time I walked out the door, right? So uh, I just remember that how um, incredible it was for me when I realized that I could apply these traditions in my life, you know, and that these were skills that I could learn that didn't have to do with me constantly taking my inventory, right? Um, that gave me a new way to kind of function. So that's enough out of me. Thanks. Thank you so much. Des, you got your hand up. I do, and um, I also want to point out that there it is, that someone else had their hand up. I was like, get that hand back up. Okay, anyway, <laughs> I'm all about group participation. And uh, so I, I love this question, what more can I do to put the principles of this tradition into action? And, and then how would, it, how would applying it change my attitudes and my actions? So I inadvertently... Um, was practicing this tradition and had no idea <laughs> like no idea like I'm I'm a musician and um like there's some musicians who get into recovery and then their music and their recovery become one thing and it's all the same and all their songs are about recovery and they're like doing na dances and all that stuff and that's really and good for them I don't do that I've never had to do that um and I'm grateful and people that know me as a musician don't know me as a person of, in recovery so this thing happened there was a woman that her she was hanging out with our band was a not a person in recovery needed maybe to be in recovery but I can't tell her that and she just thought I was like a square because I didn't use oh you're just boring and you don't use and um eventually she went to prison and um I was able to I I you know there's a part of our fellowship here in Wisconsin that sends in literature to people who request it so when she requested I knew her name and I sent her maybe a little more than the average bear would get right and so she got more literature and then when she got out of prison she came to our state convention and I was at the state convention and she came up to me and she said oh my god you're an NA I just thought you were boring 
and she was so grateful, you know, and she's been clean ever since, man. And, and I didn't realize how huge that is that I'm not like getting on stage and being like, oh, but NA, NA is the greatest, blah, 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 because people don't need to know that. They don't have to know that. It, it doesn't matter. You know, it matters to me. It matters to me. And it says right in here, you know, I, I was like glancing through that here. And in this text, it says, we don't need to argue that NA is the best or the only way to recover. What matters is that it works for us. And, and it also says the principles are not negotiable and we don't have to debate them. You know, we don't, I don't have to say integrity is great. You want to, you want to challenge me on that or, you know, or any of it. And I just have to live it. And that's like, really, it's such a freedom, um, you know, just being able to accept where I'm at and accept where you're at and, and just be in a state of just being in that state of being a member of NA and that's enough. And, and I don't have to um, worry about what's going on outside of NA, just being in NA is enough for me. And I'm really grateful for that. And, and, um, and I have had people who have told me that um, like, like in my professional life, not music is just a hobby, right? So in my professional life, I have to um, encourage people to get involved with whatever works for them. And I know some professionals who are also 12-step members, and they're very pushy about 12-step work. They're like, you know, when people come into their line of work, in my line of work, they encourage them to go to 12-step groups. And what I love is when people say, what about NA? What do you think of that? And I get to say, I I've heard some pretty positive things about that. You know, I know some people that have had great success without saying, oh, I've had great success with it. I don't need to say that, but I can say that I, I know people are successful there. I know people are successful in other places too, and that's okay. And that's perfectly great. You know, I am forever and ever and ever grateful that I was given an opportunity to be involved with Narcotics Anonymous. And uh, I will always, always um, encourage anybody to find the way that works for them. But the way that worked for me is NA. And, and if somebody wants to know how that worked for me and we're in the confines of an NA meeting, I'll tell you all about it. You know, outside of NA, I might tell you about it, but I won't tell you unless you ask me to tell you <laughs> if that makes sense. And, and that's how I keep my boundaries. So um, thanks for letting me share all that. And that's it. <laughs> thanks, Liz. Well, Eddie, I agree with everything everybody said on the first part of that question. Second part of that question, why I put my hand up and put it down, is because it kind of just reminded me of something. It's not out here like I have self-diagnosed PTSD from writing the six step through our fat book four times. Um, and there's a question in there, one of those 12 that you answer on every single fucking defect. You know, what would what would your life be like without this defect? Oh, how would applying this tradition it'd be better? I'd be more inclusive. Uh, I wouldn't have to argue so much. People, the unity would be there like why do you keep doing this to yourself dude <laughs> like it, it, just a rant quick on the side of there is like all that helped me really do realize is like I didn't have as many thought I had like a thousand defects really got like five or six that I really hone in on I just like to bring the other thousand with me so I don't have to talk about those four or five and when you start answering those same questions over and over again on you realize it's just the same thing happening over and over and over um, you know, and so how would applying this tradition change my attitudes and actions? I'd be a better person. Well, fuck that, you know, good enough. 
weeks for today. You know, like <laughs> how far do we have to go with this? Like, <laughs> so I just, man, it just, uh, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, I've seen that somewhere before. I feel like it's coming full circle for me right now. Uh, but if nobody else has any comments, I think that's where we're going to wrap up tonight, folks. Uh, had a great time. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, see you guys next week. Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so.